A fish rots from the head down. What in the world does this ancient proverb have to do with claims handling, and particularly the topic of institutional bad faith? We're going to begin to look at that this week in this episode of the Claims Coach Podcast. Welcome. This is the podcast delivering tips, tools, and techniques to help great claim and risk professionals get even better at managing their claims, their time, their resources, and their careers. So this week, we begin what I envision as a multi-part podcast on institutional bad faith. In this first podcast, we're briefly going to set the stage by explaining what is institutional bad faith. In the following podcast, I'm going to talk about some examples, some concrete examples of management and claim handling organizational practices that can draw artillery fire from the bad faith and personal injury bar against insurance companies. And then we're going to wrap it up with a separate podcast in looking at tactics and strategies that insurance companies, TPAs, claim departments can deploy to inoculate themselves against the threat of institutional bad faith claims. Now, institutional bad faith has been called the Darth Vader of insurance litigation, the functional equivalent of an Ebola virus threatening insurance claims handling and sometimes solvency. As I said, there's an ancient proverb holding that a fish rots from the head down. Now, this pithy and pungent maxim highlights the fact that in the corporate world, leadership is the rudder steering the direction of the business. Leadership sets the course of the ship. And so a lot of my comments here are directed to those in the C-suite, those at the claims management and claims supervisory level. Certainly in financial services, um, this phenomenon of leadership and its impact is is very evident. Uh, Leadership can steer organizations towards smoother waters or rocky shoals. It can direct organizations in dysfunctional ways that have unintentional but expensive consequences. And one example, one manifestation of these types of dysfunctional decisions are institutional bad faith claims and insurance litigation. So let's define our terms. Institutional bad faith refers to allegations that not only indict the claim handling of a particular claim file, but which really indicts the organization and its certain management practices themselves. That institution is typically an insurance company, a third-party claims administrator, or an independent adjusting company. The attack, the rationale, the argument is that not only was the claim handling deficient, but management practices in certain ways incentivized denying, delaying, or underpaying legitimate cases and perverted the aim of insurance, which is to provide peace of mind and to pay claims. The institutional bad faith claims often include allegations that profit motive drove the insurance company to establish business practices and incentives which inexorably lead adjusters to handle claims inappropriately in ways that shortchange policyholders 
and or claimants. Now, the difference here is that most bad faith claims take what I call a micro approach. That is, they focus on the alleged mishandling of a specific claim file. But in institutional bad faith claims, you've got a macro approach. Plaintiff's counsel alleges that there are systemic management deficiencies and practices that almost make claim handling problems inevitable. They often assert that the defendant, an insurance company, TPA, adjusting company, has a pattern and practice, a general business practice of claim handling that constitutes unfair or deceptive trade practices. And counsel on the plaintiff's side will introduce evidence of the company's purported mishandling of other claims and lawsuits on other cases, perhaps in other jurisdictions. Expert testimony and or testimony of current or former company employees, ex-employees, can buttress an institutional bad faith claims. And if successful, these claims can produce sizable monetary awards for compensatory, extra-contractual, and punitive damages. For example, in the celebrated case of Campbell versus State Farm, a Utah trial court awarded the plaintiff $2.6 million in compensatory damages and $145 million in punitive damages. Now, these were later reduced, but they awarded these due to a finding of a, quote, pattern and practice of fraud, trickery, or deceit, close quote, in claims handling. And one issue in Campbell versus State Farm was the insurance company's, quote, performance planning and review policy, which was allegedly, according to the plaintiffs, the way the plaintiffs spun it, allegedly a national scheme to meet corporate physical, that is financial goals, by capping claim payouts nationwide. Now, to get there, there has to be extensive discovery. And discovery battlegrounds are expensive. Discovery is expensive, and all the battlegrounds that go with fighting over the scope of discovery is expensive. The cost of retrieving electronically stored information, documents, claim files, personnel records, emails, voicemails, text messages, corporate webcasts and podcasts. I've seen all of these used as evidence that the plaintiff tries to introduce on institutional bad faith case. These can inflate claim costs and create temptations for the insurance company to settle even gray area claims simply due to the sheer economics, inconvenience, and time consumed in producing all of these different types of communications. So even unsuccessful institutional bad faith claims can consume large amounts of management time to deal with discovery requests. Another way to look at it is this way. Most bad faith claims essentially allege adjuster malpractice, okay? In institutional bad faith claims, they'll typically allege adjuster malpractice. They might not describe it that way, but they are also going beyond the individual adjuster and suggesting that there is management malpractice in how the business is structured, how incentives are structured, how claims are handled, and forces that work against paying claims legitimately. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about some landmines 
for institutional bad faith claims. But I want to close with just a couple of disclaimers. First, I am not an attorney, so the following comments are not legal conclusions or legal advice. Secondly, I'm going to identify some management practices in insurance companies that can invite bad faith claims. Now, identifying these practices isn't to impugn or indict these practices as quote-unquote bad in every case. Each practice, I think, can be structured in a way to mitigate a bad faith exposure. But just like a magnet attracts metal fillings, certain insurance claims management practices can attract bad faith claims. And moreover, the subsequent comments in later podcasts should not lend the impression that these claims are a lock or a certainty for plaintiff victory. You know, anyone can make a claim. Anyone can assert bad faith. Anyone can criticize management practices. Anyone can make an institutional bad faith case. It raises the stakes, but it is not by itself, obviously, any guarantee of success. But nevertheless, even unsuccessful institutional bad faith claims can drain defendant companies, whether that company is an insurer, a TPA, or an independent adjusting company standalone. But those wins may be pyrrhic victories in that successfully defending an institutional bad faith claim really takes a toll in legal fees, the drain on management time, the future cost of E&O insurance, and even the ability to procure future E&O coverage because of high loss ratios from discovery and defense expenses. It can become the functional equivalent and financial equivalent of the operation was a success, but the patient died. So on that note, I'm going to wrap up for this week and foreshadow next week where we're going to talk about specific management practices that can become a magnet for institutional bad faith claims and follow it up with a separate brief cast on some specific techniques for risk mitigation in this area. Hey, if you like the content here, please subscribe to the Claims Coach Podcast on iTunes and leave a review. For further information on Quinley Risk Associates and my menu of services, please, please visit me on the web at www.kevinquinley.com or connect with me on Twitter. I'm at Claims Coach. That's one word, at Claims Coach. Or connect with me through LinkedIn. So thanks for listening. Stay tuned. And be sure to check back for future claims and risk management content from Quinley Risk Associates.